Battleline Podcast, and first and foremost, I got to let you guys know about Ned. We've been really excited, and we're going to have them on board long-term. Great company, great product that we truly stand behind. Uh, Chris, I know you've had some awesome experiences, and the funny thing is I look at the website, and we have like that 300 dosage. People probably go to the website, and they see the larger dosages, which I can't really speak on, but just from the 300 dosage, which is the lower-end one, you could feel some some great effects. Uh, well, I, I get that yeah, like great yeah. feeling before I go to sleep. I personally, as I said uh, on the episode with Frankie, I don't think I could do it during the day. For me, it's a nighttime thing. I yeah, I, the doses. I I don't know. I sometimes you know, people think more is always better, and I don't think that's that's how it is. I think the doses are set, and if you read the Ned, go on their website. It says. You know, it, unless there is an issue, a specific issue that you're having, which I get it, guys. Hey, I've been diagnosed with depression. I've been diagnosed with anxiety. I've been diagnosed with post-traumatic stress. Again, I'll never call it a disorder because I don't believe that it is a disorder. It's just it's a condition that you get from from seeing things, uh, horrific things over your lifetime. Um, or sometimes with some people, it's just one event. But again, I, I don't think it's a disorder. I think that's a label that 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 people put on you so they can. They can talk derogatory. They can say derogatory things about it. But anyway, I, I do think that in my case, because uh, of of where I'm at in my life, of of me actually, you know, I'm, I, I, I it really, I just needed that little bit to get over that hump. Um, that uh, that the 300 dosage is is what I needed. And I think really, if you have questions, you hit up Ned and you say, hey this is what I'm going through or I'm on this medication for antidepressants or and ask them their opinion. They're the subject matter experts and they'll yeah. tell you, I, they will, they'll tell you, hey, you know, you need to go up to this dosage. So, or you need to, or stay at this dosage. And I think when you're a beginner, you should stay at the low dosage just to see like you, like you, and you're smart. You did it. How, <laughs> how was this going to affect me? You know? Yeah. And, I'm, and as right you know, I'm it. super cautious. It took me a while <laughs> yeah. to even try it. And, and now that I have, I, I get it. And, you know, as we'll talk about, about later. I mean, you're not going to get high from it, but you kind of get no. that. Uh, uh, you get that. I said it on the show with Frankie that like head in the clouds feeling before you go to sleep, this peaceful feeling. I, I do it in the daytime. I do it actually in the morning uh, when I get up and, you know, I, I've never felt groggy. I've never felt like I, w I was lightheaded. I never felt like I was on anything. I, it, it just, it just, it just evens you out, and it, it really does. And I, I don't even notice it. It's that subtle. My wife notices it. And, <laughs> That's and, a good thing. Yeah, it is. It, it, it is. It's just, it's just you're just, you know, people think you're going to be running around happy looking at rainbows. It's not that <laughs> easy. You're just, you're just, a, it really, you're just a better person. You you can handle things. Things don't, things don't affect you emotionally as, as, as they would have if you're not on it. If you're, I don't say on it, but if you're not if you're not taking the hemp oil like I am, I, I would, for example, I'd get more angry quicker. I, I would stem to be angry or something would bug me that shouldn't bug me. Like just normal driving down the street and somebody cut you off. Is it yeah, safe yeah, to say I'm, I'm thinking, you know, the people that that are up in arms because because we post a meme, maybe if they were on some Ned, they would uh, lighten <laughs> well, up a little bit. <laughs> but no, that's that's true. I think it would. I really I really do. You just you you, you blow things way out of proportion because that's today's society. And when you are anti you, you are you, know, you are susceptible to depression or you have anxiety or you have just that switch like I used to have that just you flew off the handle. As soon as I got back from deployment, something would happen, just this dumbest thing, and it would set me off. 
I, my wife didn't touch. You don't, you don't get like that anymore. You're actually more even keel. I, I still, they believe me. I still have my, my motivation. I still have my excitement when I'm out on the range. I still, I still, you know, I, I'm not a, like a dull person. I'll never be a dull person, Definitely but not. you just, your, your mind's, your mind is clear and you are, you're, you're just, you're, it's just pleasant. You're just, you just are more pleasant to be around and you, you're able to handle things. It's the stuff the medication was supposed to do for me that I was on it, whether it was antidepressant medication or anti-anxiety medication when I was on it for, uh, because of, 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 uh, of the veterans hospital and the recommendations by the doc. But again, that's where I felt like I was actually on something where I felt like I was being drugged. And, and it, it still, I still would have massive issues. I'd be all over the spectrum where this is, it's just, man, I'm just, and it's not Jeff Spicoli. I think you know, if people are thinking fast times at Ridgemont high, Hey dude, let's go. <laughs> Jeff Spicoli. It's not that either. No, it's cause just, it doesn't, it does not get no. you high. We've been stressing that. It's just subtle. I'm just, just a happier person. And you're able to handle things that happen in your daily routine that may set you off. And especially I'm speaking to you veterans out there and speaking to you, those, those of you out there that, that do deal with depression or do deal with anxiety. It is a definite game changer for, for you. And, and, but it is subtle. I can tell don't, you're not going to feel it right off the bat, but you and you may not even feel it at all until somebody says something to you. And then you're going to think to yourself, Oh my gosh, like my wife said it to me. You're absolutely right. I really handle things a lot better now than I did when I was off. She noticed it. And uh, that's how I think it should work. You yeah. shouldn't notice it. I, I so think it people goes, should notice it in you. Yeah, I think it goes to that we're all uh, we all handle things individual a little different because I I certainly feel it. I could tell you, but um, CBD has become extremely popular in the past year, and as the market becomes saturated, it becomes more and more difficult to navigate and choose the right company and product. That's where Ned comes in. They produce the highest quality CBD extracted from the finest organic hemp plants from a small homestead in bountiful farmland of Paonia, Colorado. Ned is a wellness brand offering science back and nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs. No isolates, no synthetic ingredients, full transparency. Ned shares third-party lab reports, who farms their products, their extraction process, all right there on the website. So their full-spectrum hemp oil only contains their CBD extract and non-GMO MCT oil. That's it. The taste is clean and pure. Just some of the benefits which we went through um, beyond antidepression, PTSD, also an anti-inflammatory. Ned products contain a minuscule amount of THC, less than 0.3% as allowed by law. If you want to check out Ned and try CBD, we have a special offer for the Battleline audience. Go to helloned.com slash battleline or enter Battleline at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D dot com slash Battleline, one word, to get 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Thank you, Ned. And uh, also, of course, on board with us for every episode is Fort Scott Munitions. Fort Scott is a manufacturer of multi-federal patented 
solid copper and brass CNC spun ammunition that is designed to tumble upon impact, which is their trademark. It tumbles upon impact in soft tissue, leaving devastating wound channels for faster bleed out and quicker incapacitation. This ammunition was originally developed to innovate and improve on the standard of military grade ammunition design. It was found that not only did the TUI ammunition outperform competitors in the self-defense industry, but it quickly became apparent that it would be a top contender for hunting alike. With the ammunition being CNC spun, the tolerances are some of the tightest on the market, ensuring that you receive the same results with each pull of the trigger. Fort Scott Munitions is available throughout privately owned businesses in all 50 states, as well as directly online through fortscottmunitions.com. And any battle line tactical course you're going to take with Tonto, this is what you're shooting. Yeah, yeah, and you'll get to see it, and and it's uh, the accuracy, the consistency that it has, and that's most important when you want to use ammunition. The you know, the, the accuracy, of course, based off of, of distances and the size of the weapon, the, the length of the barrel you're using. Also, with the pistol ammo, of course, you get out to certain distances. Hey, you're just going to be less accurate because of because of the distance, but just overall. Um, just the usage and the lack of of misfires, the lack that you have uh, have a down what we call a down gun, a gun that that goes out of commission because you, your round is stuck in the chamber or has a problem extracting the casing. You don't find that because of how well the ammo is made. So, brother, if you come to Battleline Tactical Course, you're going to see four Scott munitions, and I always have an extra box or two there that I let people shoot just to nice. hey, give this a try. So, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, you, and uh, if you haven't tried four Scott munitions and you're a hunter you're you're selling yourself short get to get out there and also like we've talked about before go to the youtube channel search fort scott munitions on youtube and they have plenty of 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 their own hunting excursions out there using the ammunition and boastful verifying it's it's lethality for you hunters out there that do uh that do uh that, that are out there that they're doing big game hunting and i always highly recommend it for home defense and that's what i use for my home defense ammo so get out there and check them out for sure, man. So use exclusive promo code BATTLELINE for 15% off your order at fortscottmunitions.com, F-O-R-T-S-C-O-T-T-M-U-N-I-T-I-O-N-S.com. Only available to listeners of the podcast, Fort Scott Munitions is a proud supporter of Chris Peranto, Battleline Tactical, and the Battleline Podcast. Special guest this episode, Truth Seeker. Let's get right into it. On the microphones, pure and uncensored American straight talk. Never quit. You're locked and loaded with Chris Peranto and Ian Scotto. This is the Battleline Podcast.
Episode 16, and I'm excited for this one, man. And we'll get into who Truth Seeker is when we bring him on and why. Uh, I mean, this is one of the guests that I suggested. We kind of go back and forth with someone you'll give me and I'll give you, and it's hard to sort <laughs> through everybody. But uh, I, I think he has got a great message that people are going to like, and it's really going to resonate with the audience. But uh, before we get to him, man, I, I guess we'll just update. Like, what have you been up to? And uh, we don't get to talk about that stuff often enough. I, 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 no, I just uh, I, I was in San Diego. I did a, a speaking event for uh, uh, YPO, which it's it's like professional organization out there, I know which, which is awesome. Young Presidents Organization. Uh, yeah, I think that's what it was called, and they've changed their name into something else. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, but but that's what it originally started. And I, I do 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 speaking events for YPOs, but most of the the that come in there, they're 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 already established executives, or, and they're or former military being out there in San Diego, you know, Pendleton's right there. So it was, uh, Coronado. And, um, no, it was, it was great. It, it was the, the being there in San Diego and being in what, what was the, uh, we call it, it's a La, the La Jolla district out there. Really nice. Took the family out and, and enjoyed, you know, I, I try to enjoy as much as I can cause it is, it is my job, but I can also, it, bring family, bring my wife and, and son. And you guys know Tanya now from the last podcast and we, we get along great when yeah. we're out and enjoying ourselves. So that was, it was good speaking. And then, um, and, and can I just say you guys truly get along great. I feel like there's a lot of yeah. uh, Instagram couples where it's like, <laughs> you know, they post that they're getting along great. And then behind the scenes, they're not getting along. Like uh, no. she's not on any social media and in real life, you guys get along great. Yeah. We get, and I think that that also helps is that we don't, she's not on social media. I think if both of us, social media is the devil's work, dude. I really believe that. I, that is, I, I, I really believe that it, it, and we saw, you know, we even see it with our, with that, with that, gif or that meme you posted on the battle life <laughs> podcast page yeah. people just freak it i mean oh, it's so they're funny just, to they're me. just it, it is social media it, again I, I do believe it's a devil's threat now it's part of society and do i use it? that makes me a hypocrite because yes i have i use it and and business wise it, it's huge for business it is you, you really have to have it nowadays um yes. to, to 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 be successful or at least have to be a be a strong presence in it you do but on the on the personal side, man, it, it it can just destroy destroy couples. It can destroy relationships. It can destroy uh, husband and wives and families. I've been and I believe me, I went through that, guys. For when Tanya and I were divorced, the the main reason was because of this. And I and it was it's like a drug you get addicted to. The main reason was my lack of control with the social media. And that's where when we reconciled, it was, I don't want it anymore. And you, and, and, you know, you, you always chastise me, because <laughs> you know, you know, it did hurt us. You did hurt, it hurt us commercially. If I would have kept the Twitter page and had the hundred and thousand and some followers on Instagram, yes, it would have given us a better platform <laughs> to, to jump off on the podcast, but it, it really was killing me literally. And it, it, it had destroyed a mine and Tanya's relationship. So when I, when, you know, you and I got, and it was all the same time, you and I started to do the podcast and then Tanya and I reconciled, which is all the same time frame. When I, I'll just say right now, I finally got my shit together. My yeah. shit was completely out of whack. Um, uh, that's when I said, no, here, this is you, you do it. This, you, this is the password. You, I don't even Instagram on my phone. It's on her phone. And if I post something, it's with, she'll hand it to me and I'll do the post. But, um, no, it, that, that has, that, that has kept us, you know, being working with the social media together, uh, has kept us, you know, has kept the, the relationship open, honest and strong. That's what I always recommend to you guys out there. If you're married or you have a girlfriend, 
I know people make fun of other ones. They make fun of the, you know, the couple Instagram accounts and the couple Facebook accounts. To be honest with you, you want to keep a strong relationship, do it that way. Or both you are, are gentlemen, you give your wife access to that thing. <laughs> I, I got to be honest. If I, if I see a couple on Facebook where it's like John and Tammy or something – I assume they're swingers. That's like big in the swinger community because I'm like, it's kind of weird. You guys are on the same page. That's true. You know, and maybe you're right, brother. Maybe I'm just too. I'm, I am. I'm too naive. That, I don't think so. But I could be. I, I I know that that's big in that community, but they're they're not all obviously. But that's where mine go. That that shows you where my mind is. But you know what? You could be right because I sometimes I'll see that beginning too. I'm like that is kind of weird. But if it helps them in their relationship and stay true to each other, then all for it. But you're right, bro. I'm not going to count that out. I'll, what I'll say if you want to do what I did is, is just say, here, you run the Facebook social media. And when you need me to post something, just come give me your phone and I'll post it. And so it's, you have control that you have full access. And if you're not hiding anything, guys, shouldn't be any issue with that at all. Yeah. That's me. Any, my, my wife has full access to my cell phone and and strong couples. Um, and not that we have to prove anything to each other, but I don't, I don't care. So what? She has access to my phone. She may, I may need her to, when I'm laying on the couch and I don't want to get up, I may have her check the text on my phone because I don't want to look cause I'm too damn lazy to get off the couch. <laughs> so uh, no, no, but get, we're getting off subject a little bit. No, I just, you know, I always like to hear what you're up to. And I, yeah. I mean, if the audience is, is curious what I'm up to, cause I've said before, that pretty much the same time that we started this podcast, I started personal training. I got you didn't a, hurt somebody again, did you? No, hurt somebody. I, I, again? I didn't hurt anybody. First of all, <laughs> I don't want anybody to think that I I just put someone through a, a tough workout. But this this girl is super strong. Um, one of my clients. But no, I was just going to say that around that same time, um, I got my certification over summer. Started doing this, and it's been really rewarding, man. I have to say, as someone who's worked in radio for fourteen years. I I don't I haven't felt the rewards from that as I do from this. Although people have said to me, you know, for my previous job, like, oh, I, I listened to you guys while I was deployed. I listened to you while I was while I was going through like basic training when I could. That stuff is all awesome. Or you uh, inspired me to join the military, which is really crazy because I didn't even join the military. Um, but with this, the reason I think it's so rewarding is like there's one client who I train, and her uh, her husband actually passed away a few months ago. And she'll say to me, you know, and, and she's a, a Spanish descent, so she speaks, you know, she speaks pretty decent English. But she, like she said to me, like I was talking with my mother-in-law and telling her, like, I'm so blessed to have you in my life. And that this that like the half hour I spend training with you just about every day, that's like the best time of my day. And, and, and that's, that's so positive. rewarding. It's it so positive, man. I, I don't get that from other things. And, and we always talk about like the media is so divisive. And I think we're doing <sighs> something that's the opposite of that. And I just yeah. want to be a for whether it's training people or doing the show. I just want to be a force for positivity and and not that divisiveness. And when I hear someone say like this has been a really rough few months for me, and when I go to the gym with you, I'm able to get my mind off that for thirty minutes. Like it, it's just it's so awesome to hear that. I think and I, I think and people should I, and I, you know, I've got I, I've been lucky enough to have followers out there that that do have started to work out and they've seen the effects how positive fitness can be and it is it's and it's your little it is it's your little reprieve your little getaway from daily crap that's going on out there and that's important man and that's why i continually work out that's why tanny and i continually work out and do stuff together 
as a couple even, because it, 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 when you're working as a couple, there's something you do that you have in common and you're doing it together and it, it strengthens relationships too, man. So I, you, w- you and I are both, you know, I'm a big fitness junkie still. Sure. I'm still running all the time, still working out all the time. I ran five miles yesterday and then did some sprints, sprints, and then went to the gym that worked out in my own house the, in the evening time. It, it, it does help with your head. It helps you with your mind and your body coming together and, and you feel better about yourself and you get more confident. And I love yeah. seeing people that have followed us or followed me when I first started talking when 13 hours came out and they'll send me before pictures and they'll send me after pictures. It's like the, the 30 day, 30 day weight challenge. And that's what it reminds me of, but awesome. they've lost so much weight and got so much healthier. Adam, I, but friend of mine, Adam Haas, his name, and I'm going to say it wrong, but Adam Hostetler, he's in Fort Worth. He came to one of my first battle line courses I did three years ago, and he was a little bit overweight and stuff. And he has since, I mean, you should see him now. It's motivating for him to say, you motivated me to do this. I don't want to take credit for that. He motivated himself. That was awesome. Yeah, but it's exactly how that. I feel. Yeah, it, like when I tell them, when they're like, oh, you're, you know, you're such a great trainer. So you're the one doing the work. I train yeah, people yeah, that, yeah. you know, every single thing I put them through, they're like, oh, I can't do this. I can't. And they're not going to see results. But the people who do the work. Yeah, that's them. And they they become successful at every other thing, facet in their life, too. Everything else gets more positive. So now kudos to you, brother. And I I love giving you crap. That's just, you know, I think people are (laughs) trying to, that don't know me. If you've seen the movie 13 Hours, Pablo Shriver played me exactly to a T. That's exactly yeah. how I am. People that know me are like, yeah, that's that's you. I, guys, I'm a smart ass. I, I am that puppet master back there just stirring <laughs> up crap. Say, that's just dance, dance puppets. <laughs> and, and, and on my passive aggressiveness, am I a little manipulative? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. On the, but it, it's always just to parody everything out there that's so ridiculous. Yeah. And that's why – but you you know me. And so you know I'm going to – you hurt somebody. Oh, I really did. And you didn't jump down. <laughs> you know, I'm just giving you crap because I, I know you. I know you. You would never do that. And you just, oh yeah, you, 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 But you, 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 you did the job, and you're pushing people, and you got to be pushing the weight room a little bit. Yeah, you're not going to get better. So no, you did awesome, awesome job, man. No, thank you, man. I think it's just you know me being overly concerned. I want to make sure that people are you know pushing themselves, but they're not going to get to the point where they possibly have an injury or something. But the th- the thing that I love about fitness, I would say is that in pretty much all other facets of life, you know, you work hard and you will see results, but sometimes yep. a lot of things are out of your hands. You know, you uh, you can work really hard at a job and not get a promotion. You know, it, yeah. it's because it's in other people's hands, and unfortunately life is not fair. But in, in the gym or whether you're running outside or you're hitting the weights, whatever your personal goals are, if you put the work in, you will see results. It's like one of the only things in life that you have total control over. So your life could be falling apart, but it could be the one thing in your life that you're able to control and say, you know what? I'm going to eat right. Everything else in my life might be going to shit, but if I'm going to eat right, I'm going to hit the gym or go for a run every day. Five months from now, six months from now, you are going to see a difference in in everything, in your attitude and, and the way your body looks and your mentality. And that keep, keeps you sane. The, the times that I've had rough times or when I was deployed overseas, even I, I, one thing I always did rig- uh, religiously was work out. Even if it was – I remember being in Kabul at the Ariana Hotel. It's just this little place that we all stayed in 
in the middle of, of Kabul, and you can't go real run outside the gates there. In, in Baghdad, I could go run the green zone. I put body armor on. I just go run the green zone. If I got kidnapped, I got kidnapped. I'll, I'll, I'll you know, take my lumps. <laughs> um, you got to dodge a couple mortars here or there. But Kabul, oh, you couldn't. Kabul, actually, you you couldn't go run in the city. I mean, you, you could, but it was not, not really. And it was frowned upon based off the job I was doing as well. Not that I would feel unsafe, which uh, I'll – whatever i'm going to be unsafe regardless in these countries i'm at but it was really more like that there was a you know what we call cover for status so why is this dude out there running in the streets and it just doesn't make sense and then then my cover who i'm working for gets blown so we only had this little circle that you could jog around and i don't think it was even 400 meters but that's i they, we had a nice gym there though we actually had a gym that was pretty decent and and cobble the 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 air quality there is terrible I mean, you could. I mean, they've got open sewers. They don't believe in, and you know, they don't believe in doing oil changes of things. So I, we we have like we have pollution here, Afghanistan. You would think they wouldn't, but in Kabul, oh my gosh! And even the wintertime when everybody's burning fires, and you could just cut the shit in the air, the smoke, the open sewer. You could just cut that with a knife on the outside. But I would still get outside and I'd run that loop and I'd run it for two hours, and it was just monotonous. But I felt so much better, and especially when you're away from your family, that that fitness that I had to do that. And even if it was we did ops and I didn't get back till 11 at night, I would still go run around that loop for at least an at, at minimum at least an hour, the most a couple hours because it you're does get man. monotonous. But it but that's what that's what got me through a lot yeah. of those trips is is uh, and especially when it was boring. Sometimes it was the trips were boring. We didn't do many, much exciting stuff. I mean, you you think you're always getting into stuff when you're no, it's not always like that. And that kept me sane. So, brother, I, I fully – and you're the same way. We fully are invested in. We always recommend get out there, and it is your control. You have the control to improve, and it also it will improve your mindset and get you through tough times. And believe me, the four years were – these four years where I was an idiot, where Tanya told you I was a complete asshole, just an idiot. I was a dumbass. Well, she, she called me a dumbass, right? Yes. I was a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, dumbass. <laughs> what the one positive that was always in my life even when I was on the road, was working out. I could go for a run or I'd go to the gym, and that would keep me sane when everything else was bringing me down. So you're right. It's one thing in your life that you can keep you sane, keep your mindset good, but also you will see improvement in yourself, and that by that, just in the result of that improvement, is going to make you feel good about yourself and have more confidence. So it's, it's a win-win. It's a, dom- it's a positive domino effect. One hundred percent. Yeah. And I think that I think most people are getting the message of what we're doing with this podcast and that it's really more about a message of positivity, not about electing candidates or taking a side on things. I I think people are getting it, that we're doing something different and somehow doing something different is is controversial. (laughs) Um, But I want to get to Truth Seeker. Really excited to have him on and want to get give him full time on here because he's got such a great message and someone I've followed for probably the past four years or so. Uh, But before we do. As you know, so many people in this audience are shooters, go to the range regularly, a lot of hunters in this audience. And if you're looking for the right ammunition, Fort Scott is the way to go. They're a manufacturer of multi-federal patented solid copper and brass CNC spun ammunition. It's designed to tumble upon impact and soft tissue, leaving devastating wound channels for faster bleed out and quicker incapacitation. This ammo was originally developed to innovate and improve on the standard of military-grade ammunition design. It was 
found that not only did the TUI ammunition outperform competitors in the self-defense industry, but it quickly became apparent that it would be a top contender for hunters alike. With the ammunition being CNC spun, the tolerances are some of the tightest on the market, ensuring they receive the same results with each pull of the trigger. And I'm sure at SHOT Show, you know, earlier this year, which you were at, some people had to have been blown away by the difference when they're using Fort Scott. Well, people get set in their own ways, too. And Fort Scott, in comparison to other brands out there, they're still relatively new. So people are still starting to see what they can do, which is a good thing. It's a positive thing. But, yes, they, they come to the – really, when you're at the uh, SHOT Show, you have three or four days – that you're in the boost that you know you really don't get to try the ammo but then you have the first day which is a monday which is we call it range day or machine and we have a maximum defense and fort scott pair up on a on a machine gun lane is what they call it and and fort scott munitions is out there running in the maximum defense uh guns and people actually get out there and start and shoot it and yeah you do see a difference you do feel a difference when you shoot it um and when they're starting to come to the boost and they're starting to come inside the shot show itself, then they actually get to meet the people behind it. And that's that's important it, cause it is, because it's, it's, it's really family run. Trend. Yeah, this is a family run yeah. business. It's not you know, they're not a big manufacturer. No. And that's the difference. That is a huge difference. They put their t- they put time into it. They're not looking to to mass produce. I, they want to believe me. They want to make money, and they they do make a ton of ammo. But there's has something that the uh, quality always suffers when you get too big, and then you start mass producing this this stuff, and you have failures, and that doesn't happen. And I I think people get that feeling when they come and meet the crafts or they meet Robbie VP Robbie over there at, uh, and Preston and, and all those guys over there at Fort Scott, because they are, you talk to them, they're, they're just good old country boys. 100%. It's awesome. It's awesome. It, but you can feel the heart and soul. Cause mom's there too. Mrs. Craft is actually there too. So you got mom, <laughs> she's in charge, Ryan's mom. Uh, and, and you could tell that it's, it's definitely, they, 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 they believe in integrity and quality and, and, and they, they put it behind it and their booth is, is stellar as well. So they, they do put the time in the setup as well, which says a lot because first impressions are important. They have a fantastic booth, first impressions. But then when they shoot the ammo, it just rails up into one. It's like, oh my gosh, great family, integrity. They put their <laughs> best foot forward and guess what? Their quality is awesome too. And you got a pretty face like me sometimes putting it out there. So that, that helps a little bit. At least that helps. I hope I help with Tad. I try to. They have a great social media presence, too. Um, If you go to at Fort Scott Munitions, they're always doing like these cool giveaways. They did this awesome tactical uh, baby Yoda patch. I don't know if you saw that. (laughs) So, I mean, I would say go follow them on Instagram, too, at Fort Scott Munitions. Um, But Fort Scott Munitions is available throughout privately owned businesses in all 50 states, as well as directly online through FortScottMunitions.com. Use the exclusive promo code BATTLELINE for 15% off your order. Only available to listeners of this podcast, the Battleline Podcast. Fort Scott Munitions is a proud supporter of Chris Peranto, Battleline Tactical, and the Battleline Podcast. So joining us right here on episode 16, none other than Truth Seeker, who does so many things, man. Rapper, Christian rapper, host of the Truth Seeker Podcast, and author of Spirit Realm, Angels, Demons, Spirits, and the Sovereignty of God. I became familiar with Truth Seeker when you did your interview with Mars, the rapper Mars, who I'm a fan of, and he went through a bit of an awakening from where he was to becoming a Christian, um, which is something you went through as well. And, and I think the main reason, actually, 
I wanted to bring you on is, uh, Chris, you remember episode one, we were saying we wanted to bring a little bit of a faith-based element to the podcast. And I remember you were like, are we just saying that as lip service or are we actually going to bring on people? And from day one, this is someone I've wanted to bring on, read the book, have been following the podcast and your music, and uh, we're blessed to have you on, man. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, Brad. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited, man. Uh, I love what, what, what you guys are doing as well, so... For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it, it means a lot. The, the first thing I was just going to say that the reason the I first you know heard about you through the podcast before hearing the music and the book is more recent. But the thing that I like about you and why I gravitated towards you is because there's so many faith based pos- podcasts out there. But I, I don't think they are going to resonate with everybody, and I think there's a judgmental vibe, and you've seen a lot of that because you're someone who talks about a lot of controversial things, whether it's experiment with experimenting with plant-based medicine or the music that you're into. And I think for people who are outsiders, they see you, a guy with tattoos, who's a little bit more relatable, and I think you're able to talk about faith, whether it's your faith in Christianity or just faith in general. And it it resonates with people who wouldn't necessarily gravitate towards your message. Yeah, that's been the biggest thing, man, is just being open and authentic about my walk. And uh, so like right when I first got started with the podcast and being open and honest about my experiences, my faith, and maybe some things that may seem taboo in the Christian realm um, or even in a spiritual realm that are taboo because I'm a Christian, right? So there's this weird dichotomy there. (laughs) Um, I found this this place of just being open and authentic and it was it was uh, sexy to me and it was something that as a christian i was envious of because we had to fit these different roles and, and modes and say that you believe in certain things when you're asked of this or whatever and so um i just began to be open and honest about my walk and i got made fun of a lot people are saying hey man why are you talking about that open openly you're talking about again you know plant-based medicines and you're a christian you're talking about astral travel, astral projection, and you're a Christian. These are things we don't talk about. You're talking about Orion, the constellations, and all of this deep stuff that seems occultic or myst- uh, you know, you know, mystical. And um, so I was kind of laughed at and pushed out, but I just kept staying faithful with it and like, hey, this is my message. You don't have to you know, believe in it. It's just for me. And so it's when I just begin to own my story, um, the, the people who resonated with it started showing up and, and they could see that you know, whether I had all of the answers or not, I was being open and authentic about my experience and they seen something that resonated within them. And so it's something that kind of took off as far as being something that was kind of laughed at at, at first because I was out there on the fringes to now, like it's starting to catch on and all of these people are, you know, wanting to do it. And the cool thing is it's encouraging people to be open and honest about their own stories. No, I I agree. You, you have to be. I, he and I were talking a little bit about this uh, this last event I did, this YPO. That you know, you, you, I bring faith. Always bringing faith into it, whether they want it in there or not. You're bringing faith in. But what I always tell people, and and this is what I learned because I, I grew up the same way, brother. I grew up the same way that there is a status quo way to be a Christian. That's this is what it is. You got to yep. be. This is how everybody does it. You don't cut, and believe me, I, I've broke, probably broken every commandment out there. I, in fact, I, I have. I'm not going to lie. And I'm going to say I haven't. I have. But there also is a way where you can still be a Christian. You may not be the best, always be the best Christian world. You may not believe what everybody else believes, but you can still be a Christian. But I would tell people, whether you're a Christian or not, and a good Christian is never going to tell you, you have to be a Christian. I don't believe that. But I'm going to say you got to have faith. 
faith in something. There's a difference there. You have faith in however you believe, whether it's Christianity, and I am, and I know you are too, but you believe in that Christianity how you want to believe in it. Just believe that there is something like that out there. Whether yep. And if you want to believe in another faith, that's fine. If you want to believe in that tree, that tree God is the one that's given. Well, you know what? Then that's fine. Believe in that. But always believe that there's something bigger than you out there. And yep. then you'll find your own path. To, you'll find your own path to figure out what yep. it is. And it, I've been – my parents were lucky that they – I was lucky with my parents. They allowed me to to yep. walk that path and figure it out for myself. Even though, yeah, I was kicking and screaming going to Sunday school every Sunday. <laughs> I was, I was yep. the same growing up. But – it gave me that base to know that there's a higher power out there, and I believe it is God. But I, again, I had I found it on my own. But the way, reason being, I was able to found find it my way, find it on my own with some guidance, was that it's a lot stronger in me now too. So I, yeah, I, I'll go. Tell, you can make fun of me all you want. You, I'll go to these groups. Uh, some faith based. I'm going to talk about God a little bit. I'm going to talk about faith a little bit here because you know what? You need to hear it. And if you don't like me for it, well, here's the finger. guess I'm a terrible Christian. <laughs> and that, but that's – I think that's the difference with people with me when they – guys, you cuss a lot. Well, okay. Well, sorry. I guess I'm I'm dropping too many F-bombs. doesn't mean I don't believe in God or I'm not a Christian. It's just something I got to work at a little, a little bit better. So uh, no, yeah. but I, I – and you do. You're right. You resonate to the younger generation that doesn't want to hear just like me, just like you, that didn't want to – didn't want to give these parameters of what we needed to believe in with God. And the ones that weren't given the parameters, in my opinion, have become stronger in faith as they got older than the ones that were saying, this is how it is, black and white. This is what you have to do. I, and that's my opinion. That's what I see. Yeah. And it's also with me. So that's my two cents. But I'm in complete agreement with you, man. And I I, I admire that you had the strength to continue to, to push back. And and now you're yeah you're staying strong to your own convictions and that's 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 the most important you're staying true to yourself and people resonate towards that yep yep one hundred percent it's allowed me to pull up a chair to the conversation and you know and where where on, on the other hand I, I wouldn't have to have any say so in it I wouldn't be invited right because I yeah. was uh, narrow minded or bigoted and and the basic thing is is just having conversations with people man and, and what I found in religion is like they're scared to have conversations, just normal conversations. So uh, I say some, a lot of the topics are out there. We talk about some far out stuff and it doesn't mean I, I believe in them. I mean, there's still that, that, that realm of people who listen to the conversation and they think I, be, I agree with it just because I'm having the conversation with the person. We've talked about this so like, much, on, by the way, they, that you can't talk this person. Yeah. That you can't talk with someone without you fully endorsing your yeah. ideas. Like people don't <laughs> like to be open-minded anymore. Oh yeah, I'm sure you guys are gonna you got it from the the Alex Jones stuff too. Oh, you guys believe everything yeah, he believes. Yeah. Like, and like, on. and well, that's and I said that's that's what's fun. Is that no, no? And Alex, you know, Alex and people people always warning me. Oh, Alex, don't be on Alex. Me and Alex are friends. I know I, we and him talk off the set. He's he's the nicest guy. He respects me and all that. And I respect what he does. He respects veterans. And it's funny the people that majority of people that are condemning him, they believe in the same stuff that he believes in. He, uh, the Second Amendment, the the Bible. They believe they like President Trump. It, it's a, it's the funniest, most hypocritical <laughs> way of thinking. And I just laugh. I just talk like Alex is actually a decent guy. Do we him agree and everything? No. And we'll tell. To, our, to each other's faces. No, I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you here. But you know what? We're still friends. You're still a good dude. I still believe in some of the stuff. So what? We have a difference of opinion. But when it comes right down to it, yeah, we, we both believe in God. We, we both believe in a lot of the same things. And we're going to be different. And we're But he's also open-minded that he has his own way of thinking. And he also knows that 
sometimes you say the wrong things out there, you're going to get spanked just like me. Sometimes I'll yeah. say the wrong things out there and you're going to get spanked and you just got to watch. You just got to be more, uh, put more thought behind some of the things you say, but yeah. bottom line is he's still going to say it just like you. So what you, you, you've been through the, the, the bad, you've been through the, the I call it the spanking, but the, where you didn't fit in with whatever the, everybody wanted you to believe, but you, you kept at it and that's fine. That's nothing wrong with that. And your views I'm sure have changed a little bit at, because of, of just getting older. My views have changed as well as I've got older. It doesn't mean I just still don't have a strong belief in God, doesn't have a strong belief in Christianity, but the way I, I'm able to talk to other people about it, it isn't as direct. It's not, it isn't that like we just, like I just said at the beginning, it isn't, it's my way or the highway. It's, hey man, you know what? This is what I believe in. This is why I believe it. This is where I felt. And I did. I, I felt God during one firefight. I felt, I knew it was there. But I said, you don't have to believe it. I know I don't have to believe there's God out there. I know there's God out there. That's yeah. the difference. But that's fine. You have to find your own way. I was given that opportunity to find that way. And just like I said, with, with people out there, if they come at us, brother, oh, what are you doing? Truth, he's believing in aliens and God. <laughs> and all. Like, so, well, listen to it. All right. And you know what? If you don't like us, turn the damn thing off. I don't hear Don't let the door hit you in the ass crack on the way out. We'll be fine. We're still going to come back next week. And True Seeker's still going to be out there. Tell, tell saying what he needs to say out there and 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 it's all good but they maybe a couple of them out there will yeah and, and possibly or maybe even more that will at least hey you know what that's a good point i'm gonna think about that a little bit and that's yeah, the seed sure. that starts and that's yeah, the open-mindedness man. that ian's talking about yep get that a lot i get that a lot too where people who would maybe condemn what i'm doing or because it scares them right there's a shock value there's you know something that they've kind of based their um, life on because the pastor said it or it's a teaching they've been taught. And, and when you question it, it kind of scares them. But but it's not only something they base their life upon, they base their eternity on. Yeah. So it scares them at first. And so it's kind of like that fight or flight. But then eventually, once they got some time to think about it or what they said, they co- they always come back and apologize. I'm like, you know what? I was out of line. I'm sorry. I'm listening to what you got to say. And I see how God's using you, you know, where you are and things like that. So it's really, really cool how I always get that, you know, when people come back to me afterwards, you know. Well, so long as you're, as long as you just stick to your guns and, and, but you keep your open-mindedness out there, but that's just how society is now. I mean, bro, that's. Republicans and Democrats, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't tell a Republican that their, their views are wrong and you can't tell a Democrat their views. I mean, that's the, that's the day society where you just can't because they're going to, ah, no, I'm not. And it's just abrasive and it's head on. But I I do believe it's, I do believe the devil's out there wanting that to happen. I see mm-hmm. that more and more. When I do my social media posts, we do this, like I said, I said earlier before you came on, social media to me is the devil. But you got to – I have to have it. Business-wise, you have to have it. But I check. When I do posts, I do positive posts, and then I do posts that uh, – and I wouldn't say negative. I don't do pol- political posts anymore. I, there's enough mainstream bullshit out there that posts that. I don't need that. But I'll do a post like uh, recently, for example, a, a veteran, a 94-year-old veteran, World War II veteran that went back to high school and got his diploma. And I want to see their interactions. And then I'll do it the next one just to see and make sure I'm testing my theory. I'll do one of a – uh, it, it was actually it was a, and it was I get it. It's a death of a soldier. The INA we're remembering this death, but the amount and, and I'll I'll do the happy stories and then I'll compare them to the sad stories or the or the bad stories or the, the what's the coronavirus that's going around. The, the amount of interactions and shares that you get on the negative stuff that I get on the negative stuff is at least five to six times higher 
than a feel-good story, inspirational story. And that says something about society and where the devil's at in today's society with all of us. That we, we, It's like we thrive on the negativity. We want that yeah. confrontation. We want that head-off confrontation and yeah. saying, you know what, I'm going a, I'm to a listen to this. And you know what, maybe I don't believe everything he has to say, but that part was inspirational of what he went through to believe in God, whether it's the way he found it or not. That is inspirational, but people that doesn't that doesn't sell sell the sell the papers anymore, man. That doesn't make the news anymore. That we thrive on negativity, and guys like yourself are the ones that are in the foothold right now that are going to be able to swing that tide in an unorthodox way, in a way that is not set in st- not the not the guideline way. This is the positive because you're doing it in a different way of thinking, and whether people agree with it or not, as long as it stays positive, it's good, and also. Brother, whenever you're bringing God in the mix, doesn't matter. You're bringing God in, Christianity in, or God or, or faith in. Mm-hmm. To me, that's positive. So, man, you just need to keep doing what you're doing, and we're going to keep doing what we're doing, and we're going to get hammered sometimes, and sometimes we're not, but we're still going to keep it and keep open-minded because this country needs it, man. This world needs it, and that's just just me seeing it on the negative side of the scope of people. Just they want they want the negative stuff, and it's just it's it it hurts me to the core to see that. Yeah, that's my. Hey, I'm up my soapbox. That's me. I, I, I. That's why I admire you doing what you're doing and just stick to your guns, man, and keep doing what you're doing. Get that, and we'll get this. Uh, being on our podcast hopefully helps more people know who you are, which a lot of people already do. But also have you pick up your book, get out there and read that. And that wasn't a promo- guys out there. That wasn't a selling True Seekers book promotion. That was actually heartfelt. <laughs> go, 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 see, go, go, see what he has to say. And and hopefully you know it, you, it open your eyes and at least get, you give you open mind whether you agree with it or not. Maybe make you think a little bit, which is what we suffer so badly from nowadays. Is just the open mindedness. So, Ian, cut me off whenever you want, dude. I'm gonna have a cup of coffee. I think I'm parched now. I'm trying, I I talk too much. I'm I'm already smoked. No, I, I was waiting. I was waiting for Derek to, to respond, <laughs> to, respond to that. Up, right? I love when Ian just sits there with that uncomfortable silence. Like, no, you you were on your soapbox, man. I let you do your thing. So many points, man. You know, it's like on a podcast. I'm just writing stuff down because there's just so many points. But I mean, I think the news had that figured out since day one. Like, just to report on the negative, you know. Yeah. And that's gonna it's gonna keep eyes peeled. You know, don't don't talk about all the good stuff that's going on in the community or whatever because it doesn't sell. You know, fear, you can get people to buy, you can get people to consume if you roll them with fear. And fear porn is a big thing, even with religion. You know, that's where I come in, talking about the religious side, doomsday and hell and all those kind of things, right? So there's even with religion, we we got it figured out with the fear stuff, too, that kind of sells. And you got, you know, like winning people into Christianity with fear. If you win them with fear, you got to keep them with fear. So you got to keep them scared and stuff. And so I think a lot of people are waking up to that. They want change and they know that 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 doesn't last or whatever so they want a little bit more and so i think that's where i come in you guys come in and these podcasts and these talks come in man just kind of reassuring people that there is hope you know there is faith and now uh, you can make it through at the end of the day I, I'm, I'm stealing dude i'm stealing that bringing in by fear you have to keep them with fear keep I'm, them, man. I'm, I'm stealing that line dude so if you see that out there on social media when i do a speech <laughs> just say yep I, I did that you can trade market just put trademark true seeker uh, <laughs> or something i'll give you props for it I'm like yeah he said it i i but that that's so so spot on and that is so true man it, it just that's how we hold people and I, I i i do feel though and i do see more and it's a positive when i because i'm very blessed to get out there and i do a lot of public speaking corporate yeah. speaking motivational speaking i am seeing a lot more positivity i'm lo- i'm seeing a lot less where 
like get example the San Diego event I just spoke at. It was half liberal, half Democrat. They wanted to come here about Benghazi. I, I think you mean half half. half, half yeah, I'm sorry, half liberal, half conservative. And uh, but they, it used to be I'm not going to listen to that Benghazi guy. Ah, he hates Hillary. He's all against everybody except for conservatives. And now I'm getting that where people are actually coming in and because I, I don't get into, I don't get political in the speeches. Dude. It isn't. I, I I get in a it's motivational. It's leadership. But just having people putting their own uh, their own ideologies, their own paradigms, putting them aside for a second. So, you know what? I'm going to give this guy a chance. And they could walk out and be like, yeah, he's the biggest asshole still. He is an asshole still what I thought about him. But at least they're giving that the chance of I'm going to hear this out. To me, that's a positive that people are, are coming around. But, bro, it's just it's going to take time because we we dug ourselves in this big asshole that we got to dig ourselves out of. And, but we can. We can do it. And I, I'm seeing some positive effects to it. And it, it makes me smile. It makes me feel good about our future. And I, but I said, I, I'm almost 50. True secret. I'm not going to ask you how you are. I don't want to know. You just keep it to yourself. But I think you're a little younger than me. Guys like yourself are, are the ones that are going to keep it moving forward, and and, and I, I admire that, and I'm glad you're I'm, again I'm I'm glad you're doing doing this on our show, and you're still getting out there, brother. So now I, I appreciate that, and but to all you people, we're, we're we got we got hope, we got hope. Just keep an open mind, definitely. Yep. Yeah, I, you know it's one thing that uh, one of the recent episodes that really resonated with me was you kind of calling out these people that are false prophets out there. You were talking about people who claim they're uh, ailing people's uh, you know, sicknesses and injuries, and you did some investigative work in that. I, I learned years ago about Peter Popoff, who you talked about, who yeah. his wife was on an earpiece. And I mean, the crazy thing is he's going into these like low-income neighborhoods getting money yeah. out of out of the people who have it the worst. And to me, that yeah. is, I, it's not something I use often, but to me, that's purely satanic. And, and you did yeah. some investigative work of like some more recent things going into like, OK, this guy goes to multiple communities and does this and it's fully an act. And and I, I think the cool thing that you were able to talk about is you're like, I've had actual spiritual experiences that are genuine and unfortunately People who have that, yourself, Chris, get grouped in with these people who are using religion purely to make a profit. Yeah, t tell more about that, true? Because you, I, I think our our audience would love to hear. And I know you have to go into depth like you did on your podcast, like yeah. you do on your. But no, go into some of those investigations if you can just be succinct. And we we've got tons of time. We do have a lot of time. I don't want to. Yeah, hear it well, out. there was a new one. Yeah. There was a new one today that uh, has been making the rounds, and today it's come out as debunked. Anyway, there was this um, uh, Bible at this church in Georgia, and the Bible was bleeding oil, like what? holy um, anointing oil. And it was this big tub full of oil with this Bible in it soaked. And so they said that the kind of like the Bible was like almost bleeding or crying oil. And if you would get the oil and put it on you, then you would be healed. And so because they had this gimmick, right, they was able to kind of it kind of made them uh, stand out from the rest of the churches in the area or people who was into charismata. Right. They want a healing. They want a miracle. They want to believe in the divine. I think there's something in us all that already wants to believe in that. But even this morning, I was just online and seeing how that was debunked. And it was, it was the same oil when they, they did test on the oil that they bought from a tractor company right down the road. And these guys have been on all the major networks.
networks and been guest speakers and been paid. They were selling the oil, little vials of this oil that the Bible was bleeding out. And they were picking it up down the road at the tractor supply company, you know. And so just using that to kind of like catapult their message or I don't know if they were trying to rationalize it in their head that they were doing good and trying to get people to believe in God more. Uh, that it kind of made it okay to profit off of lying to people, right? So those were the people that were, you know, in, in religion. And there's countless others, you know, the Peter Popoff thing, like you mentioned. There was another one, and I believe this was in Africa or whatever, but it was still in a large, a large congregation of people in a nice church. They had this woman with a withered arm that was bent and it was deformed looking. And uh, the preacher has got his hand on her. He's praying for her, commanding her arm to be made whole. He starts praying for her and then slowly but surely her arm stretches out and she reaches her arm all the way out and her arm looks like it's a regular arm. So it went from this little disfigured arm to this strong, long, and everyone starts praising God and they're giving money, they're donating, they're they're paying tithes and offerings and everybody's just ecstatic because they just seen a creative miracle. Their minds are blown. And then there's the following week, the same lady goes to another congregation with another pastor and they got all the cameras on her. And and the same thing happens. She has a different clothes on, but it's the same little withered arm. They begin to pray. All of the people are watching. There's this earnest expectation in the atmosphere to what is going to happen. And, uh, and the same thing, she stretches her arm out and it comes back into shape and it looks the same, you know, it looks like a regular arm. So these people are thinking that, you know, they're seeing this creative miracle, but it's this woman who's like in on it with the pastors because, you know, it's going to shake the people and build their faith. But it's built off of a lie, you know. Wow, that's money, man. I That's my opinion is money. Money is the root of all evils. It, it is. I know we need money to live. I know people want to be successful, but at the expense of, of faith and making yeah. money off it, that's. To me, that's a that's one of the biggest sins. I mean, in the world, I, that's taking back to the medieval days and flogging your ass for doing that. I, yeah. Can be, I, did you did they ever say how did they ever find? And I, I hadn't heard about that story. Uh, that that instant. How were they? How was the arm? What were they doing? I, I don't get. How did they? How did they? Well, she was it? like double jointed, and she had like oh. this, yeah, she was double jointed. She was able to, to make her arm look really small and kind of go into the socket and stuff. So she wow. would walk up with this little bitty like you know drawn up arm arm but she was able to extend it to where it looked like it was her regular you know just a regular arm and and so the unfortunate thing about this more i mean the the most unfortunate thing obviously is people of lesser means giving their money to these crooks but the other horrible thing about it i will say is that when someone like chris says that he he felt the presence of god during a firefight when you say that you've had divine encounters people group it in with these nut jobs But yeah, and I think truth seeker is the same as I, I would say that I I would be similar to him, and I I'm not speak for you, but I I don't care. You don't want to believe me? Fine, you don't have to, and that's why I said you don't have to believe me. I, and I didn't feel it every time I was in altercation or a firefight. It was that one time I did. I'm not yeah. saying God wasn't with me every time, but I did feel, and I'll I'll explain it. I, I felt a golden cocoon right over the top of me, bullet snapping by my, and I felt I it was it was a sense of I got you. That was it. That's what I felt. And I could hear it in my head. I got you. And 
and as soon as I got up and moved to my next position, because we got three more firefights that night, I didn't feel it again. But that that particular time, I did. And people, oh, that's adrenaline. That's whatever, whatever you think it was. I had adrenaline feelings through other times as well. But <laughs> I just, I'm going to tell you that anyway. And if you believe me, fine. If you don't, fine. But this is what I experienced, and yeah. I, I know I know it has resonated positively with some people because they did. They said, "Man, thank you for telling me that story." And whether they believe it or not, they wanted to hear it because I completely agree with you that people are yeah they're out there they want to believe they want to know that there is a higher power they want to know that there's a god out there and i believe the god but everybody i'm not speaking for everybody they're i'm gonna say a god they want to believe that there is one out there watching over us and if that helps them continue to persevere and press on especially my veteran buddies that want to end their lives but they want to keep going that little story yeah. whether then then it's making a positive difference and and i and i i will still always hold true to that that time yes i did and did feel it and i know god's out there i know he's i know he's out there yep. and if it makes people believe that there is and feel that there is good and if they don't well I, you still heard the story anyway and guess what you're not going to forget what i said and maybe yep. years from now it'll resonate with you when so, it comes up yeah, when, yeah. When, when when you need it the most, <laughs> it'll yeah. be there. Yeah, you see right there. Isn't that always whenever luck, everything. If you have faith, luck, uh, the yeah. the build to move for it's always going to be there. If and it's always going to increase and be higher if you just have a little bit of faith and you hold on to that faith and and that kept me going. It kept me from from off in my own life three separate times in the last four years. And I'm not. I'm very candid about that. And I speak about that where my faith is what kept my family and my faith that. Okay, no, this isn't. This isn't. First of all, this isn't what I'm supposed to do. This isn't Christian. I, if I do it, I'm going to hell. And I do honestly believe that. If for, there is no Valhalla, if you kill yourself, there's no. To my veteran buddies out there, there ain't no Valhalla, guys. You guys off your own life, you're going to hell. And to me, that is my belief in God and faith. And also, though, that God also made us stronger than that. That that that's that's the easy way out. So, uh, so people that have said things like yourself, that I grew up listening, that there's God out there. I remembered that, and then I remembered my own, my own, uh, my own experience with, uh, with God itself. So, ah, brother, I, I, again, I just—it's yeah. awesome, awesome, awesome hearing somebody like-minded, somewhat like-minded. Yeah, we believe in a couple different things. Yeah, we'll get, out. <laughs> but the faith part, man, I'm, I'm completely with you, with you on it, and it's impressive to see you out there doing, doing what you're doing, man. For sure, man. That's why I like to talk about uh, the supernatural and the other side, and then you know we're. we're you know, wading through the waters with, you know, all the, the, the made up stories. I mean, whether it's religion or what, what, whatever it is, you're going to have to deal with that politics. You're going to have to deal with it. Right. All the, the, fake yeah. stuff. but, um, you know, I, and that's what I ask people. I want to know about their experiences with the supernatural, with the other side, how has it crossed over? And I, I'll, in, in some of these big, big name people, I'll say, okay, when did it cross over? Have you seen any, have you seen an angel? Have you seen a demon? Like, you know, talk to me about the things you've seen that have manifested here. And, you know, it's, 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 you get some crazy stories. You get some far out, out of this world stories. And if just one of them is true, right, it gives some type of, um, significance or belief in the afterlife and, and the other side. I think that the paranormal and, and, the, and the supernatural gives us some type of hope that there is something on the other side. We may not be able to articulate it and put our fingers on exactly what it is, what but it is, something yeah. exists behind the veil. Yeah, well, I mean, Chris got yeah. into the feeling the presence of God during a firefight. In your book, you talk about several times that you felt that presence and that you have used tools like fasting plant-based medicine to to feel that presence you want to get into one particular story of 
of a supernatural yeah, yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah. Tell us that you're, you're, yeah. Give us a good story. Listeners would love. I, I know I want to hear it. Listeners, yeah, I don't man. Give a, so I don't give a shit if my listeners want to hear it. I want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love you guys out there. Ian, so I'm that sorry, you man. know that uh you know having that having that foundation, man, with the the presence of God, if you will. So I, I look at it as something that we need every day. You know, like I like my desperation. And I'm sure you have to remind yourself and go back as well. Like I need God more today than I yeah. needed him when I really needed him. Right now that everything's good, I'm, I'm doing better. I'm OK now. Now I don't really need him. No, I need him as, as much. And I have to remind myself. So when I was at my lowest and I felt God there with me in that in that dark place, in that scary place, and I felt his presence and I felt his love and I've got you the same thing you were describing, yeah. man. I've, I've been there and countless others have as well. But to be a daily thing, man, to be able to tap into it when we're you talking about going through depression and wanting to take your own life. Hey, I need it now. I need yeah. I need that presence in my life now. So just to begin to pray and begin to commune with your creator and to feel that, that the presence, you know, in our day to day lives and stuff. And we take it for granted because it's usually not we don't need them until we need them, you until know, we need to be. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, trying trying to turn that into a daily communion, man, the presence of God. But as far as like supernatural far out experiences, man, with this presence that were tangible, I mean, can't move just in tears and, and, and awe and wonder or angelic expressions and encounters. I've had so many and I feel like I'm truly blessed, but it all comes back down to like that daily walk and, and knowing that I need that experience in my day-to-day life as much as I needed it you know, in my darkest hour, you know, well, it's, it's just being consistent. I I've been praying at night and I, I learned the old style praying, just praying by my bed at night since I was what, 14. Um, I've been doing it for that many every night. I pray every night because cause you're exactly right. When I go through times where I, I got control, I got this man. I don't yeah. need, I, you, you do, you take it for granted and you don't ask for help until you really need that help. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I've been, I completely agree with you until I've gotten older now. And now granted though, I always prayed every night. I still had God in my life every, every day. At least I prayed at night. At least gave that. And I have for how many years now it's been now? I'm almost 50. I'm 49. So 30, 35 years, every night I, I pray. And that's at the, the minimum. It just, it was funny though, when I was deployed and I was overseas, I would pray a heck of a lot more. And that's where I saw like, yeah, I, I, I guess I need him more now because there's war going on when I'm at home. I really don't need him as much, which was a bad, which was the wrong way of thinking. But I learned that on my own. Nobody pushed me into that. Nobody said yep. that to me. I figured it out on my own. And now as I've gotten older, now I got there every day. I, you know, they're there. I'm, I'm not praying more because I I'm in a bad situation. I need him more. No, I'm, I'm praying. I'm just praying it because I need him there every day to, to get me, get me through. Even when I don't know what may be next, just help me, help me understand it, help me accept it. But that's just been my learning over those years. So that's, you know, it's a complete group with you. Like, yeah, when you're younger and you're, you're, you're invincible, uh, you know, I'm, I, I was different because I did pray every day, even though maybe not gone to church every day. And I don't believe that you have to go to church every Sunday to be a good Christian. I, I don't believe that. Um, I, I, you can, if you want, Ian, Ian, I believe you to go to church dang every Sunday. That's awesome. No, there's nothing wrong with that either, but having that belief there, but also knowing that, yes, okay. I, 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 I don't want to talk to God and ask him for basically ask him for favors only when I need yeah. a favor. 
Yep, and, yep, yep. and I had to learn that. I just had to learn that on my own. And everybody's going to as they get older. Everybody should. Everybody will. It's just do they accept that or not? And no, I said you same. I have the same way of thinking, man. But it was it was me learning that. So uh, and I love hearing those stories and and I love hearing that stories of you seeing the angels and you you feeling the presence. And you know, I've I've have other veteran buddies, a gentleman by the name of Scotty that died during a drop. Uh, Halo his chute didn't open. He died on the drop zone. And he did the he did the experience he experienced an afterlife and I know people ah oh, no he didn't well I I believe him I and I, Scotty Scotty was an Air Force PJ and he also after he got up and got his life back together he actually got all healed up it took him years he fought back and he went back into the Air Force PJs I don't think that's a coincidence that his strong and faith allowed him to get the physical strength to actually heal not only recover on the drop zone not only come back to life but then years later go ahead and try out for the pjs again which is part of the special operations it's an intense intense one of the hardest indoc courses in the military to go through and he went and did it all over again i that's not a coincidence to me his faith in god his his experience seeing it when he died on the drop zone but then also his ability to get the strength to overcome all that adversity and fight back to become a PJ again, which is extremely tough under the best conditions. To me, I, it says a lot about if you have faith, you're, you're going to be able to overcome anything. And uh, I said, I, 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 man, I, I know you, I know you've gone through hell. So uh, I, I, I just experienced and just from reading your stuff on you, man. So uh, keep doing, man. I, I'm going to keep saying it. And I'm going to say it over and over again. Keep, keep putting that word out there and, People give you shit. Well, you know what? You can find me. I'll come help you out. Man. <laughs> I, 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 I'll, I'll be the left hand if we need the left hand. No, I, did I just blaspheme? Was that blaspheme right there? Did I just call myself the left hand? <laughs> Gabriel, save Ian. You got to save me. I'm digging myself in a hole again. Damn. <laughs> oh, no, but I appreciate it, man. No, you're doing great things. And I want to, honestly, I we got time. I want to hear another story. Tell me, tell us something, you know, what is the, the, the biggest experience that, that, that you could tell us that if you want to say, this is the last thing I'm going to say, and this isn't it, but this is the last thing I'm going to say, and this was going to help people make, if they're going to understand there is a, there's a God out there, whether you're trying to do so or not, you're, you're most, yeah. you're, you're most, uh, verified, not verifiable, but your best story, best story okay. that would bring people, a new person that has never, doesn't believe in God at all. And you say, I'm going to tell them this story. Because this is what's going to sway him, whether it does or not. But this is—I'm going to give it the best shots. Okay, I, I like. Got gotcha. you. Let's try it. Uh, this is one that's near, near and dear to my heart. I, I wrote about it in the book, and uh, so for me, just the, the the seeking process. I went down the the wrong road and uh, got into the dark arts, if you will, and so um, started uh, getting into witchcraft and reading about paganism and um, trying to contact demons and and do spells and rituals and stuff like that and. Um, wow. demonic meditations to open up my mind to interact with demons. And so started doing all this stuff and going down that road. And there was a, a warlock who lived down the road from us. And he we would go to parties at his house and he'd have all types of teenagers over there hanging out, drinking, partying, smoking. And he just let them all come over and crash and hang out. And um, But we would go over there and I would just pick his brain all night about witchcraft. He would teach us different spells and rituals and tell us stories and stuff. So he, I was kind of like his disciple, if you will, he was just kind of pouring into me and teaching me a lot of stuff. And, um, I ended up moving away, moved from Alabama to Louisiana and I was staying there. And so I was away from all my friends and stuff, but my mom picked me up and brought me to, um, 
Alabama for the weekend and dropped me off with a friend. I was going to stay two or three days. So I get there and I'm hanging with my friends. I stay the night with one friend and I knew that I was going back to uh, Louisiana that Monday morning. My mom would come get me. So I stay with one friend Friday night. And uh, while I stay there, I started stealing a bunch of stuff from him. I stole a bunch of uh, video <laughs> games and T-shirts and stuff like that. I had this duffel bag and I put a bunch of stuff in it. The next night, Saturday night, I went and stayed with another friend, hung out with them, uh, did the same thing. Stole T-shirts and, and video games and CDs and stuff like that, put it in my duffel bag. And then Sunday night, went and stayed with another friend and my mom was supposed to show up that Sunday night. And uh, so I stole a bunch of stuff from the last friend that I was staying with. And then my mom calls me and says, look, I'm not going to be able to come because uh, the car's having problems and I got to get it in the shop tomorrow. I'll probably be there tomorrow night, hopefully. So find somewhere to stay and I'll come get you. So I ended up going stay at my girlfriend's treehouse. So we, me and my cousin was together and we snuck over to her treehouse and stayed there. And we were teenagers at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're in a, and I got this big duffel bag full of all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, man, I can't wait to get back home. I got all these new video games and controllers and stuff. And so we're in the treehouse. And then the next night comes and my mom's supposed to come and uh, pick us up and still having issues with the car. So, uh, so I had to find somewhere else to stay. Stay. So we end up staying with the warlock. We end up going to the warlock's house. But I had my stuff across the street in somebody else's closet. I had the duffel bag hidden away so that nobody would see it because some of those people were hanging out over, hanging out over at the warlock's house. His name was Pops. So we spent the night with him Monday night, and uh, Tuesday I woke up and stole some stuff from Pops. He had some video games and stuff. He had a Dungeons and Dragons Nintendo game. Oh wow. I stole it and I brought it across the street and I put it in the duffel bag and then we come back over to Pop's house and we're hanging out like nothing's wrong. Well, my mom calls again and she's not able to make it. So it's like Tuesday now and we need to find somewhere else to stay. So Pop lets us crash on his couch. And then uh, next day, get the call again. It's like Wednesday. Mom can't make it. Trying to get the car fixed, find somewhere to stay. And um, so we're going to stay with Pop's again. The, the warlock and we're at his house hanging out and there's a bunch of people over there, a bunch of uh, teenagers, everybody's drinking and smoking and just tons of people. And so we're sitting inside in a circle on the, on the couch and there's a bunch of people in there and there was a handful of gentlemen in there who I'd never seen before. They were all older um, in their forties and fifties and um, they were all wearing all black and they were just sitting there. They didn't really talk. They were just kind of hanging out. And by that time, I looked at the door. One of my friends walked through the door with the Dungeons and Dragons video game that I stole from Pops, the warlock, and he hands it to him. And they all look at each other, all these witches, and they shake their head. Okay, we know what we got to do. One of them stands up, walks to the back. The next one stands up, walks to the back, and they're all walking to the back of the house until they're all gone. And so these guys are in the gang activity as well. They're in the insane gangster disciples folk wow. reading the Bible upside down, like literally the dark arts. They were into some crazy. So I figured we were going to get jumped or kidnapped or tied up or beat up or something. So I tell my cousin, I said, hey, we got to go. He said, why? Why, why we got to go? I said, no, we got to go now. He said, no, they're fixing a drink and smoking. There's all these girls here. I said, man, they found the game. I got to go. So we get up and we walk outside and I told him what happened. And uh, there was a random guy. Uh, in a car talking to a bunch of girls and we said, Hey, can you give us a ride down the road? I said, I really need a ride. He said, sure, hop in. So he brings us down the road and he drops us off. We're going to try to make our way back to my girlfriend's treehouse, which we stayed in a couple nights before he drops us off. 
at the edge of her uh, her driveway, which there's like a, a tree line there in an open field. So we're getting ready to try to make a run for the beeline for the treehouse without being seen by her parents. So we can just crash there for the night. Um, the sun's going down and we walk around to the side of the the, uh, the field and I feel like we can see a light going back and forth in the yard. For some weird reason, I thought it was her dad with the flashlight combing the yard, going back and forth in the yard. And then so the sun was setting and uh, we go around to the open field and all of a sudden this entity appeared. And only way I can describe it, it was, looked like it was an eight foot tall camel. It was blacker than the darkest of night. It ran past me and my cousin, screamed at us, knocked us both <laughs> in the ground, and then disappeared into thin air. And so we woke up. Well, we got up off the ground, kind of freaked out, and we made a beeline to the treehouse and, and freaked out. And so that right there, that experience, you would think that was like, hey, here's a warning. Don't mess with this stuff, right? Don't you, – you, you know, you're going to bite off more than you can chew. But for some reason, it lit a fire within me to want to continue to pursue because I knew that something was there on the other side. I knew that if I got good enough with witchcraft, with doing spells and incantations, that I could summon some type of entity like that for myself. Well, come to find out, there was an el- elemental spirit that Pops had summoned to ha- to have protection over his belongings and it would go out and it would track down his belongings. And they went to the back and ended up doing a spell, conjuring up this entity that came and appeared to me and my cousin, knocked us both down and scared us. And f- from that day on, like a couple months, my health just started to deteriorate, uh, started be- be- being vexed with evil spirits and hearing voices, started to go schizophrenic. Um, all the witchcraft and spells that I was doing almost seemed to backfire. I tried to reach out to the other side beyond the veil and, and hopefully I can make contact with something, just doing all of these rituals. And finally, something reached back and uh, I was on the other side and I would be pulled in and out of trances during the day at their will. I couldn't make anything out. I couldn't understand what they were saying, but they would pull me in these trances in mid conversation and I would. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't speak. My heart would race and I would turn pale. And then finally I would come back to my body uh, while I was in mid conversation with my girlfriend at the time. And it got really, really crazy, man. I was uh, 16 going schizophrenic and losing my mind. And that's when I was at my, my lowest point, man, you know, hearing voices and seeing shadows running through the house, coughing up blood, (laughs) just far out, out of this world stuff. So for me, my pursuit of pursuit of God, you know, started with, seeking out the darkness man and trying to make contact with the other side that way that is I, such I, a crazy story I, that, and I, I i do i and i think darkness people whether it's that extreme or subtle where you're doing things that you shouldn't be doing out there whether maybe it's cheating on your wife maybe it's maybe you're out there uh, you know you're out there stealing like i said you're stealing stuff that even pursuing that darkness yep. there that's sometimes what will drive you. Yeah, you, you do. You, you, you're like, well, okay. I, I, well, I, I was gotta, doing I all of that on. and I was yeah. mixing it. So with, with all of the witchcraft and with all the occultism and trying to make packs with demons. Yeah. We were in gang activity. We would jump people. We would rob people and all of that stuff. Yeah. And I was mixing occultism with it. So wow, yeah, wow, kinda, you know, the floodgates opened. I yeah. got to see the types of <laughs> in, energies or demons that I was entertaining on the other side. So, so do you, get- you make like a huge positive change right then and there pretty early on? Because I know that you're a guy who got married pretty early. You and your wife are both in the faith. You have kids now. I mean, it's pretty unrecognizable from the person that you are today. So 
was it was a, a sudden realization that I want to be on the complete other side of this? Yeah. Yeah. It didn't last long, man. Um, because when, when I started, my health started going downhill like that and hearing voices and stuff, I, I wasn't, I wasn't able to last long. I mean, I knew, I knew I was going to end up in the, in the crazy, crazy bin and give me <laughs> pills and, you, you know, would, go to the yeah. doctor. Hey, I'm hey, hey brother, it, you, you can say that. Cause I've been in a crazy bin and I've been on the pills because of, of still, I, I, no, that's bro. I get say it. You seeing say things that aren't there, man. Yeah. Seeing things that aren't there. Like you're trying to tell the doctor, Hey doctor, there's a demon in the corner of the room. You know, like, See, here, here's you the know, thing. I haven't had anything to that level, but what I could tell you is this, you know, and for the audience out there, I have suffered with anxiety and panic attacks. And one thing I've realized in my life, and I, I have a feeling mental health professionals are going to disagree with this, but I've realized if you're doing good in your life and you feel that you're doing the right things and you're not getting involved in stuff that you question, those panic attacks and that anxiety, it, it starts to fade away. And no people Probably feel like you have yeah. to be medicated and that no. this is just something that, that you have and you're going to have to deal with. But at least for me, and, and I know you've suffered with some of that t- same type of stuff, Chris, and yeah. right now you're living a good life. Like, Do you still feel that? Because I don't. I, well, I, I just tell people, if you're doing, you're not living clean. Are you living clean? And I'll ask them. I'm not going to say if they are or not, but I would put money on it in Vegas, 100 to 1, that if you're going through that, you're not living clean. And that's what I say. So if you ever hear me saying, hey, man, are you living clean? That's what I'm getting at. Are you yeah. doing anything that, yeah, you are you are you doing things that as a delay, are you being delinquent? And it can be for anything, like you said, you are the whole gamut, True Sick. I mean, you were doing everything. No wonder you were seeing all the evil and the devil oh, yeah. and the blackness and stuff. I mean, I would have too. God's like, hey, hey, dude, here it is. You want it? Here, take it all. Yep, can you? Exactly. You got a choice. You exactly. can fix your, fix your shit or you can continue to go on this road and guess what you ain't gonna be here long and if you are you're gonna have a miserable life you yeah. chose you chose to fix your shit yep. I, it, it is not it is more subtle with some other people but it's still the same thing if yep. you ain't living clean guess what man that's guess what, that's what's gonna happen to you and then you wonder why bad things are going on in your life well fix your life look at yep. you first look in the mirror that's how i my fix i looked in the mirror after after i took the glock out of my mouth i looked in the mirror and i said do i want to live my life the rest so do i want to live like this the rest of my life in the mirror i'm looking at myself i don't want to grow old being this piece of shit and i fixed it i fixed my that was the way i fixed it it doesn't matter how many people come around you and patch on them oh you can get through this you're going to be fine here's some medication hey let's go talk to the counselor hey come on let's put you in a couple days and and you you have here's a bed and it was good they i know they all met right but until you look down and you're like i'm i gotta fix my shit i gotta fix myself that's when it gets better but yeah god yeah god was bringing you man he was he was he was like you want it fine here's (laughs) here's all of it here's all of it you take it let's see how you handle it yeah you you did you did good yeah i I like i made it out dude you know and 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 i made it out how did you do i mean what what was it what was that specific were you just i know ian asked that but what specific what happened that minute because i remember that minute when i changed i again man i made it out you made it out a lot of people don't make it out. That's why the work that we're doing, how different it is, but how similar it is at the same time. It's so yeah. important because it's giving people hope, man. You can make it out. You can get through it, yeah. man. There, there is a brighter day. Yeah. And so for me, like, again, like opening the floodgates, to all these spirits and they would pull me in and out of trances at will. It's scary, dude. 
losing my mind. I literally, to describe it, felt like an entity was taking my mind from me, like uh, something bigger than me that was more sinister, that I opened up the door, had free will to send me any thoughts. It was scary. It was all, it was schizophrenia, all of that stuff, anxiety all at once. And it was terrifying. Um, you know, you hear about the term, um, somebody being a hypochondriac. Yeah. Well, I got to, I got to see what that was like. We would be sitting on the couch watching TV, and anything that I that I heard on television. If we're just flipping the channels, and I remember going to some ER channel, and there was a guy who had testicular cancer, and another guy had brain cancer, and for I had this overwhelming sensation that I had every uh, <laughs> every ailment that I heard. I believed it. It wasn't just that I thought it. Like it was like, yeah, you have it, and it would you be have it. telling me. It was insane. But so when I was at my wit's end, man, um, I had been a Christian a couple years before that, before I turned to really go after the occult and stuff like that. I had a, uh, a born again experience in 1998 where I was at a prayer meeting and um, somebody invited me and said that there was going to be a, a prophet there. And I was like, well, what's a prophet? He said, a prophet is like a Christian psychic. So I went to this Bible study. This was a couple of years before. And I gave my heart to Christ. Uh, and one of the guys there asked me if I uh, wanted Jesus to forgive me of my sins. And uh, at the time, I was like, yeah, I don't want him to hold my sins against me. And I really meant it. And I seen these people were different, man. They were they were the real deal. And I prayed this prayer, asked Jesus to come into my heart. When I was 13, um, and then I felt this immediately br- like break inside of me, like all of the the evil and all the bad that I had ever done was like erased instantly, and I felt this euphoric bliss come upon me, and I began to cry and weep and and shake, and this was in 1998. And um, so I remembered that when I was at my lowest point, I remember being uh, with a group of people praying and being in the the bliss in the presence of God and the euphoric sensation of being lost in worship, you know, and just loving on the creator and at, at my lowest point. Like I remembered it, it almost haunted me because it seemed like another person and it was only yeah. two years apart. It was only two years apart. So I remembered yeah. that. So, uh, I, I had a fit one night and got, got my girlfriend to pray with me and, uh, she prayed with me. Then the next morning I woke up and I felt a lot better. So I went into our room and took all the altars and daggers and all of the pagan stuff that we had posters, t-shirts. I threw everything away. I just started dumping everything that we owned pretty much in the garbage bags and was throwing it away. And, girlfriend was freaking out what are you doing i was like i gotta give my heart back to the lord i cannot do this i'm done she's freaking out panicking so i opened the phone book and called like every church in the area and uh left messages on the answer machines like hey i'm possessed with demons i need prayer somebody call me back And, and i probably called 15 16 churches and one church called me back and the pastor ended up coming to see us the next day and coming out there to pray with me at my home. And I ended up picking us up, bringing us to church and things like that. Took all my uh, witchcraft books and brought them to the witchcraft store and seen what, what we could get for them to get a couple dollars. And yeah. ended up about 20, 20 bucks and taking <laughs> the money and going buy, buy some Bibles, you know, and a Christian CD. And man, that was in that was September 7th of 2000, bro. And uh, my life hasn't been the same since. Yeah, and that's it. It can be as just as simple. I know people are like, oh, well, that's so far fetched. People, you know what? That's what guilt is too. And you may not think that that's the, it's, it's as much as as true seeking what he saw. But if you're feeling guilt, 
man, guilt's demons too. You may not you may not believe what him and I are saying. You might believe how we felt or the things that we saw or things we've gone through because it, it it doesn't sound it doesn't fit the normal. Doesn't again doesn't fit the status quo. But if you're feeling guilt and you're having a hard time and you're feeling like your life's dragging and you're going through depression, what's going? Look at your life. Just look what's going on in your life. What are you doing? What what is what do you need to fix? Because chances are there's something. Yep. Something that you're, you, you and it, it, we're all, cause we're fallible. We're, we're human. Yeah. That's how we're, yeah. that's how we're built. We're, nobody's perfect. There's no perfect. I, I, and I'm saying this, this, this is a hit on our battle line podcast page. Uh, Ian, all you guys that love president Trump, he's not the Messiah. There's no God. He's a man. He's fallible just like everybody else. And I'm saying there's a, there's an inside joke to that. But what I'm saying is look at yourself, look at what are you doing wrong? If, if there's something that you are doing wrong and it, well, Chris, what is wrong? You've got guidelines. You've got commandments. You 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 can feel when you're doing wrong to somebody, oh, yeah. whether it's a family member, whether it's a friend, whether it's a business co, whether it's a, you can feel it. Don't people are like I I don't know if it's wrong or right. You can feel it if if you're if you're doing the wrong thing. Definitely, it's going to come and you're going to know it and you got to fix it. And like I said, I, I'm I'm glad you told your story because I know there's people out there that probably thought probably think they are going crazy. Going through the yeah. same things that you're going through, and, oh, yeah. and they're like, or or somebody's telling them, "Man, you're you're just nuts." Here's some more. Here's some medication. Yeah. When it's just no, I just you just need to fix your life, live clean, fix it, and 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 for those of y'all that don't see what what you're seeing or, or haven't gone through that experience, but have maybe something where you're going through depression or something, you you still take a step back and look at your life and see what you're doing, and and hopefully you know hopefully as soon as you fix that. It will get better, but everybody, yeah, I, and I, and I'm, I'm, I know we're doing a sermon right now, but I, I really do. I, I admire <laughs> you for saying what you're saying because I, I think there's people out there that are going to hear this podcast, and they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna know that they, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. They're gonna hear it. They're gonna see that, and they're gonna keep pressing on, and they're gonna do what you did, and and they're gonna get better. So, uh, yeah. No, I, no, I, I, man, go, go ahead, brother. I, I just, I, I, I love. And that your story's awesome, and I love hearing about it, and I love hearing positive, positive stories where the outcome has been, has been successful. And you're one of them, man. And and it's and it's a, an orthodox too. It's not the normal. Mine is more. Mine is more normal. I would say if you want to get the normal, <laughs> but the but the same thing. Positive outcome because we both decided to change our lives and start living right, and positive things came out of it. So awesome, dude. Awesome, awesome hearing about it. Yeah, I, 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 no, I you, you go on these long tangents, man. I was like, is there a question at the end of this tangent? What's going on here? Um, you know, that's what. That's how me and him roll. I put him to sleep, and I gotta wake him up. I'm out of stuff to say, man. I'm done. I digress. No, no, no. I the the point being though, you know, that you got into is that I do believe we all have a conscience inside of us, and the and the one thing that I think makes us go into these dark places is that as man as that we are fallible you really can justify anything that you're doing well at least i'm not doing this at least i'm not you know there's yes. always someone out there doing yeah. worse and i think at least we i'm not all... true seeker i'm not that, <laughs> that <laughs> but we we all find ourselves doing that at some point in our life right. and i think you can when rationalize you... any sin exactly away. when you rationalize start to rationalize anything. something you know you really got to look inside and say like am i doing the right thing and it sounds like you've gone through those experiences 
Yeah. I mean, you know, and those are, those are, you know, polarizing like highs and lows, right. You know, being raptured up in the beautiful bliss, awesome glory of God, and then being pulled down the abyss of Satan's, you know, <laughs> yeah. esophagus, you know, those yeah. are highs and lows. So there's a middle ground of day to day. It's time we got to pay the bills and be a dad and keep moving. Right. So yeah, there's the day to day of like, so, uh, so for me, what it's done, it's created this contrast. You know, of like I, I, I'm, I'm appreciative of a normal day, right? I'm appreciative of, of of the light because I have something to compare it against. I know what the depths of the the darkness looks like. So now I've seen them, you know, Christ, and you know, what I'm saying the 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 beauty of God, and I'm thankful for just a normal day, man. And I'm Chris. I know you have this. You live to t- uh, tell the story, uh, man. You know what I'm saying, like. <laughs> no, the, just a normal day is a blissful day. Exactly. I love just having a normal, just like yesterday. Yesterday, you know, I did. I was home finally. I went to Target. I got some coffee. Me and my <laughs> wife went to the gym. I was bored out of my mind looking at the blue sky. And when I say bored, that's a good, good bored. I mean, I'm like, yep. it, and it's, it's not even bored. I, I, it's not bored. It's it's just, it's, it is like, ah, oh, that kind of, oh, this is a nice. And I just, and I watched some TV and it was awesome. And I want to do that every day. For the rest of my life, I, that is my perfect life, right there. Yeah. Just, no, just the normality living. of every day, and just living exactly, living, and every once in a while looking up in the sky and seeing you a cloud what? go by, and every it's once in a while so many other bird. people, and yeah. and that you know we're laughing about it, but because it seems so far away for a lot of people, you yeah. know. So I'll, because- I'll tell you guys something, and and uh, Derek knows this, Derek Truthseeker, uh, in that I was going through a rough time in my life, as I've talked about before in the podcast, and, and actually this probably goes to maybe a little bit of the positive side of social media or the positive side of YouTube. I started watching a lot of inspirational stuff to get me out of that, and it took a long time to get out of it. And one of the inspirational things that I found was Truthseeker, and I got in touch with you. We ended up exchanging ideas about podcasts and all that but I also got on the phone with you and told you at one point hey I'm having trouble getting out of this point in my life and and you prayed with me over the phone and it was actually a really moving experience man just hearing someone do that for me and I remember going for a run after and I had this sense of like everything is going to be all right everything's going to be okay and and you know you've done you've done that several times on your podcast where you had on uh Levi who was in that Jesus Camp documentary who I think when I heard him on there when I saw the documentary I was like wow these these kids are crazy this um documentary (laughs) is pretty crazy but then when I heard from him as a grown man I was like no this is just a normal guy who lived a really different life experience than me and has a really deep faith and when i heard him pray on that on the podcast with you i was like this is really moving so it actually makes me think i think if you pray on here for anyone in the audience going through any of these type of things we're talking about that would be a really powerful thing totally can i believe in the power of prayer man and uh you know, I get that a lot on the podcast. So the podcast kind of turns into like, for a lot of people, it's their church service. You know, we may not even talk about Jesus, right? We talk about life, right? And um, and and so the, the episodes where I do end in prayer, man, you know, that's what it's about. You know, it's helping people. It's letting them know that, look, at the end of the day, there's there's grace for you. Like it's tangible. You can uh, apply it to your life, man. You can you can lay your burdens down and pick up, you know, the burden of Christ. He said, you know, if, if any of you 
you know, out there who are, you know, weary and heavy laden, come unto me and I will give you rest. Like those are promises, man, in in the Bible that I believe in, that we can lay our burdens down and he'll give us rest for our souls. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Well, y'all can pray, man. Definitely. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm with that, man. Whenever you, you, you run the show, you tell me, I don't even know what time it is. So Ian, Ian, Ian knows when to do the prayer. Yeah, no, I think I think it would be cool, man. I think uh, well, here's the thing. I was going to say actually, so maybe before we do that as the last thing, I'm going to wrap up this show with your song "Lost in Time" off the three 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 album. Um, I love, first of all, a lot of the different music you have done, but that album for me, I really dug that last song in the album "Lost in Time," which Gruesome is on, and, and Gruesome is like really big in the underground. A lot of people know his work. Uh, the whole message of of it, it's actually one of those songs that I could tell you if I'm listening to it in the right mind state. It's a song after a workout I'll have on in the sauna in the gym, and I think people will it'll resonate with them when we play it at the end of the show. But just the whole message about not dwelling on the past, living in today. Yeah. That uh, the whole idea of the song of like every moment that you spend dwelling on what you've done wrong and dwelling on negativity is is like that clock is ticking. Your time is is being lost off this planet. Is this what you want to dwell on? You know, the the whole message of that you have dreams that you want to accomplish. You don't want to just live a nine to five and call it a day. You want to make those dreams a reality. Uh, when I'm listening to that song in the right mindset, I could tell, man, that I could tell you that genuinely brings a tear to my eye. And, and that's the power of God through your music. So I, that's why I wow. wanted to end with that song on here. Awesome, man. Yeah, that, uh, you know, it's just talking about the power of the now moment. You know, most of us live in a, in, in the past, you know, we live off the back of yesterday's successes, right? And, uh, and we try to, we try so hard to bring them into our, our now moment in reality and continue to, you know, sing our song or whatever, whether it's the past or even the future, like the plans that we want to make for our lives. But all of that stuff is, is, is real. It's all a part of our story, but it all comes back to the now moment and the power of this moment right now, this podcast, whoever's listening, like this is the only moment that you have is the now. So to make the plans that you want to make for your life and to execute them come from the power of the now moment. Eckhart Tolle, I quoted him in the, uh, in, in the audio there on that song. He's a millionaire off of teaching people the power of the now moment. And to, you know, making monumental decisions and changing the course of your life in the now moment and to to be living in the moment because we take it for granted. There's, you know, you don't take it to grant, for granted until something changes. Right. And, and But it's when you are able to be conscious and in the moment is when you, like Chris said, be able to look at the sky, be, you know, looking at the, you know, being <laughs> bored, looking at the blue sky, but it's so beautiful and so powerful and, uh, you know, yeah. that, that you can get lost in that moment and just putting your feet on and, you know, being what you're talking about religion and being, you know, honoring the trees and things like that, man, being thankful for your breath, yeah. for your heartbeat and just that you exist in this moment because that's all can- we have. That's all it is. Learn, learn from the past, but don't uh, veterans. We have a hardest time when we come back from deployment, especially guys that were, have been deployed uh, for for years, because we, we are constantly, especially when it's over. Like myself, it's finally over. It took me a long time to to because you you can't get that feeling. You can't get that adrenaline that we yeah. get. You can't get yeah. that anymore. You don't get it here. And then it also becomes our – it becomes uh, – it defines us. Now, I, I'm a ranger. I, I, I will always be a ranger. 
but you can't let the stuff being a ranger work the CIA or the stuff that I went through overseas define you when you come back here. I am proud that I did it, but you, you can't, you, it really becomes that, that Superman feeling that you have, oh, man, I used to, it's that kind of thing, man, I'm not cool anymore. I'm not shooting guns. I'm not driving around in these crazy areas. I'm not the big, big jolly green giant over there doing stuff and fighting terrorists. Now I'm just back normal here and guys have a hard time letting that go. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're not living in the moment. They're living in the past. And I had the same thing. And then I said, what, they said the same, same when I finally got my life right, when I fought last year, when I finally got my life right, I was able really to, to, to that. I, I, I admire all the stuff I've done in the past. I'm blessed to have worked with heroes out down range. I'm blessed to have done a lot of good stuff, but it was like that gunslinger. I, I just imagined myself. I felt it just walking off in the sunset and like, I'm at peace now. I'm good. I don't, I'm here now. This is where I'm missing my four-year-old again. I'm already missed my 15-year-old growing up. I already missed my 11-year-old growing up because I was deployed the whole time because I had to feed something that I needed to do. And now here I am at home again, but I'm still trying to relive that past that I was, yep. the, and, and holy crap, I'm now my son's, four, my new son is four and I still haven't really had a chance to be with him. I got to start living now. And, and that's exactly, I, I did. I, and I would tell veterans out there, guys, be proud of your service. Be proud of everything you did in the past. You're, and and yeah, that is part of you. You are, are all heroes. But at some point, you got to let that go. Close that chapter up and start living now and start setting that new goal and trying to reach whatever that new goal is. My new goal was now I get to be a father. I have never been a father, a real true father where catching the basketball games, cooking dinner all the time, cleaning yeah. the house. And now I'm able to do that. And that's it. I'm able to look out the side and go, man, I'm, I'm good being bored, which yep. it's not bored being a father. I don't want people to take that negatively, but to me, yeah. it's, it's man, I'm, I'm good. I, I and it's I'm a contrast. Yeah. It, it is awesome. And I'm playing with my son. All we just, we're playing, we're fighting all day today. Just, I mean, play fighting, jumping on each other all day. My four-year-old, I never did that as much with my 15, 11 year old. And I'm actually enjoying it because nothing else is on my mind. I'm not thinking about going down range. I'm not thinking about money. I'm not thinking I'm living in the moment and it's never felt better, man. Yep. It's never felt better. So it well said, well, well said, bro. I mean, and you're making me think of things of, of how good that things have turned out for me just from your experiences as well. So it's been therapeutic for me, this talk, it's been a good podcast for me, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. <laughs> really do. Really do. Um, I, but whenever Ian wants the prayer, we can do the prayer. Yeah, you know. Well, so here's the thing: I was going to wrap up the show at the Fort Scott Munitions, but I think it would make more sense that we we cover that now, um, and then we could have yeah, we could have Truth Seeker do that, and we'll go right yeah. into the song. So uh, once again, we do want to give a special thanks to Fort Scott <laughs> Munitions. Fort Scott is a manufacturer of multi-federal patented solid copper and brass cnc spun ammunition it's designed to tumble upon impact that's their trademark in soft tissue leaving devastating wound channels for faster bleed out and quicker incapacitation for you hunters out there you guys who like going to the range this ammunition was originally developed to innovate and improve on the standard of military grade ammunition design it was found that not only did the tui ammunition outperform competitors in the self-defense industry but it quickly became apparent that it would be a top contender for hunters alike. With the ammunition being CNC spun, the tolerances are some of the tightest on the market, ensuring that you receive the same results with each pull of the trigger. Fort Scott Munitions is available throughout privately owned businesses in all 50 states, as well as directly online through fortscottmunitions.com. Once again, that's F-O-R-T. 
S-C-O-T-T. M-U-N-I-T-I-O-N-S dot com. Use our exclusive promo code BATTLELINE for 15% off your order. One word, only available to listeners of the BATTLELINE podcast. Fort Scott Munitions is a proud supporter of Chris Peranto, BATTLELINE Tactical, and this podcast right here. And with that, I will say definitely check out the Truth Seeker podcast. This guy is doing something that no one else is doing and really resonating with people that wouldn't normally hear this message. As you can hear, some of his experiences are just really out there. And it's not going to be for everyone, just like everything that we talk about on here. But yeah. I think for some people, they're going to hear it and it's going to make a positive impact on their life. And that's why we're glad to do what we're doing, as I've said Earlier, there's a million podcasts out there with people doing a debate of who's right on this and who's wrong. And I think we're trying to do the opposite of that. We're trying to bring people on who may have experiences that are really out there that sound like something you can't even relate to. But I want to hear from them. I want to hear from everybody and and really learn because you can learn from anybody, no matter who we're having on this podcast, as long as they're doing something good and positive in their life. I mean, that's why I love listening to Joe Rogan because he brings on people I wouldn't normally listen to. And you kind of get the human side of these people that he's bringing on. And it's not so much a debate as just a forum for them to get their word out there. And that's what yeah. we're trying to do. So um, with that, Good stuff, man. yeah, once again, read, check out uh, the spirit realm, angels, demons, spirits, and the sovereignty of God available on Amazon, uh, truthseeker.com at truthseeker on all social media, uh, which is truth S E E K A H. Um, after this, we're going to wrap up with the song Lost in Time, which is off the album 333. Highly recommend you guys pick that up. And with that, I guess I'll, I'll give it to you to, uh, to wrap up this show, um, Truth Seeker, for anybody who, who needs the presence of God at this point in their life. Awesome, man. Thank you guys for having me on the podcast and allowing me to share the sacred space with y'all. Y'all awesome, man. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Of course, man. It's our honor, man. Good, good stuff. You're just going to resonate well with people. And I, 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 the more unorthodox, the better, brother. That that's what people need to hear, not just the standard template. That that that, that just you're going to reach, and you're especially the younger generation. And brother, I, I, man, I, I admire you, your courage, and keep doing it. Like I said, I got your six, dude. Anybody out there gives you any credit, you just let me know. I'll, I'll come help you out. I'm sure you can take <laughs> care of yourself. But it's always good to have a partner every once in a while. For sure. Thank you, guys. All Thanks, right. Bro. Wait, so so wait, I, I definitely want to do uh, some type prayer. of prayer here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace and for your love. Thank you for this time together of fellowship, Lord. I just ask you, Lord, just that those people who are listening, that uh, something's moving within them, something's shifting within them. We've mentioned some things and they know that we're talking to them, talking directly to them. Father, I ask for your spirit just to move upon them. Heal them, Lord. Send them your grace, your peace that surpasses all understanding, all understanding, a tangible peace, Lord, from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, just to invade them with your love and with your life. I pray in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, invade their life for the greater good. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. People have been conditioned to overlook the most important thing there ever is because your entire life consists of the present.
present moment. Genies tell me to listen, my mind is filled with decisions. Can someone point me to a genie who can grant me my wishes? Time is slipping, I'm tripping. The seconds, hours, and minutes, the clock it keeps on ticking. Still, the time is diminished. Goodbye to yesterday's, tomorrow's out of my reach. But I relive all of these moments, memories that I keep. Time is precious, in essence, we live and die with these questions and all the pain that I keep inside will help me learn from the lessons. Who's second guessing myself? Should I sell my soul for this wealth? I just commit to a nine to five and put my dreams on the shelf. Just like everyone else, but I refuse to believe I'm gonna lose the hardest path that I will choose to walk it out. I'm living proof, dwelling in now, so there will never be tomorrow. Maybe the pain pills will help me cope with the sorrow. On time that is borrowed, each day I feel it running out. We can pretend, but none of us have it all figured out. There's no need to be living in the past. Need to learn how to live it today. Cause you can hear the ticks from the clock, so you know time is slipping away. Every single second that you dwell is a waste, and you throw it away. Cause you can hear the ticks from the clock, so you know time is slipping away. of 
suffering as it is when you only know the world of things. You have an expectation from everything, every situation, every person in your life. You have certain expectations which deep down, if you look at it, is saying, complete me, give me what I need, make me happy. And then it doesn't. Nothing, no thing in this world can do that. Thing in a wider sense, no situation, no person, no condition can make you feel complete as long as your entire sense of identity is trapped in object consciousness. Me, my story, what can I add to it to make it more complete? To complete me. You can temporarily add things that feel great. I have achieved, I'm now the greatest, this or that. And then you see, it doesn't take long before you experience the downside of being the greatest, this or that. And if you can move through being aware, the tool, not losing touch with space consciousness, then life, even the life of things, things, even the manifested life, becomes pleasant. That's all for this week's Battle Line podcast, but we'll be back on Monday with more American Straight Talk, so make sure you're subscribed. And keep up with the show 24-7 on Facebook and Instagram at Badline Podcast. Also on Twitter at Badline Pod. As always, never quit.